Okay, MJK, chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself. Let's do this. Which is not the name of a child selected to tour Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? Ooh, this is going to be tough, huh? A, Billy Warp. B, Veruca Salt. Veruca. Veruca. C, Mike TV. And D, Charlie Bucket. I'm going to go to the first one. Yeah, Billy Warp. Billy Warp. Not an answer. Terrible. Terrible. Freddy Krueger wears a striped sweater that is which colours? Red and green. Red and green is correct. Don't Look at need you. to be hearing no options. I know my Freddy Kruegers. Three for three. Let's go for three for three is what I'm saying. Who did the cat in The Godfather belong to? A, Francis Ford Coppola. B, Diane Keaton. C, Al Pacino. D, no one. The cat was astray. I'm going to say... Brando? Was he an option? Brando was not an option. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe pick another. You got Francis to... Coppola. Right. Nah. The answer is D. No one. The cat was astray. The director's Coppola, director Coppola found the cat in the studio and handed it to Marlon Brando, speaking of him, before the shot. And the cat loved the actor so much that it stayed in his lap and purred so loudly that the crew was afraid the noise would drown out the dialogue. Fun fact for y'all. <laughs> I love that you said Brando, though. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is... Not another podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. 2022 already. Uh, we're here with a new episode of Not Another Podcast, Season 8, Episode 3, where we're going to review the year that was 2021. But don't worry. We're going to review it in the sense of pop culture only and not all the other rigmarole that's going on in the world. So... That's what we're going to be doing today. But how are you anyway, MJK? I just have a simple question. We're recording mm. this on the 9th of January. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how is it that we're already seven and a half months into 2020? <laughs> it's like, it's just this year went I end. I know. <laughs> yeah. Fucking 2023 going to be my year. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's. Unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Before we get too stuck into our review, though, we will start, as per usual, with what have you watched lately before other segments such as hopefully... A bit of pitch, please, coming your way. Trailers, news and gossip, all of the above. But uh, MJK, did you want to start or do you want me to go first? Yeah, my list is relatively short, so I'll just kick it off. First go and for foremost, it. your boy saw Spider-Man <gasps> No Way Home. Yes, have you uh, gotten past your morning? <laughs> I'm still not. Because it's, yeah, <clears throat> it's a sad film. It bumped me out big time. And uh, I pretty much immediately after listened to your speaking of it. Yes. 
And you covered it pretty well. Thank you. I don't agree with your rating of it, though. <laughs> Recency bias yeah. was probably playing into it. I gave it a solid 7 out of 10 after walking yeah. out the cinema, but that's only because I had so many more questions. Mm. And you were really feeling like the death of Aunt May and not knowing all these friends not knowing who he is at the end of it um, and just the confusion of why eddie brock was there because he didn't even know who peter parker was no yeah that was a little bit of just a tease really it wasn't necessary it just made no sense that he was there mm. and then at the end i was waiting for some mad post credits and it was just a trailer for the doctor yeah, strange yeah it and really was a teaser pissed me off you want more of like I envision Doctor Strange walking through a meadow or something. You're like, where is he? Where's he going? And then you see a woman in the distance and you're like, hmm. And then it turns around and it's Scarlet Witch and then it cuts out. That yeah. would have been like, ooh, this is them uniting. And then something moves, that. like flies past her really fast and her hair like blows past and you go, oh, is that Pietro? Is that Quicksilver? Is that her brother? Yeah, true. Like just that would have been a better tease. But yeah, it was the first time I've seen them do it like a trailer. Also, just quickly and then we can move on. Mm. Did you feel like this was them closing the door on Tom Holland's Spider-Man for the MCU? Yeah, now that you say it, maybe, and then there's no... Because no one knows... I mean, Spider-Man's still a thing, but no one knows who Peter Parker is. That's it, and it seems silly to do that storyline all over again of keeping it a secret and then slowly revealing it or someone finding out. And if anyone is raging... Like, how can you only give it a 7 out of 10? Mm. Anything with magic, I already it already loses points for me. Because mm. he did a spell. Right. And then it's just like, well, why don't you just do the spell that, you know, Ned and MJ can remember him? Mm-mm. Yeah, there's a spell to undo it. Same with time travel movies. Like, yeah. well, just go back in time and yeah. change it. Mm. It's like there was we just went all through this bullshit for nothing. Same with, you know, movies where it's all in the imagination. I'm like, oh. But were you excited when you had all three Spider-Men together? Not really because, you know, I don't like Andrew oh, Garfield. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was man. the brunt of the jokes too. I was like, yeah, bitch. Little. I think they realized that. They've used that to their advantage. Uh-huh. But anyway, what else did you watch besides uh, that? <laughs> nothing really <laughs> worth sharing. Like I've just, okay. I've still been mowing through South Park. So I just yeah, finished nice. season 12 of that. Um, seeing I got a PS5 now. First game I yeah. played on that was GTA 5, which yep. was kind of there was no reason to do it because the graphics weren't really all that upscaled on the new TV and the no. PS5. But now I'm rocking Red Dead Redemption 2. Of course I am, and it looks good. It looks so beautiful. Right. And seeing the ding, game ding. keeps updating. There's always new stuff in there for me to like, even just in the yeah. you know, story mode. I know they really do know how to keep you around. I'm just like, yeah, this is this is dope. And I bought myself um. The uh, Ultimate Edition, I think it's called, of the Spider-Mans. So oh, cool. I'll be so it puts Miles Morales in there as well? or It's the Miles Morales one. Oh, yeah. It's But it's the Ultimate Edition of Miles Morales, so you get the first one on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Had you played Miles Morales already? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But not on this TV or on PlayStation 5. <laughs> yeah, true that, true that. So, yep, so there's that. Hawkeye? Yes, that's oh on my, my list God. as well. I'm assuming. Yes, all right, I'll tick that off my list. Loved that entire season. The so good. Was a bit eh, for me just because they had the Renaissance dweebs fighting in there as well as the yeah. step, potential stepdad against the tracksuits. Who yeah, they might as well just have been a bunch of empty tracksuits out there. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there's no point. But I like that people Vince, didn't know if the stepdad was going to be bad or not, so it was kind of cool I, to see him. I thought not from be? the start it was obvious mm. that he wasn't. Also yeah. because. I never know how to say her name. Vera Menin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, the actress al- plays she always the does a great job of being like a bitch. So. <laughs> what on on you? <laughs> I watched Tiger King season two. Yes. Uh, kind of pointless. 
It just kind of wraps yeah. up how the guys are going, oh, but okay. I still enjoyed the shit out of it. Okay. Whoever put those documentary series together does a great job. And uh, yeah, just the old, uh, uh, what do you call them? Comedy specials. Yes, the Sunday night ritual. The Sunday night ritual. Which is tonight. You'll be able to watch one tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few on there that I'm ready to awesome. go. There's a new Jimmy Carr one. Uh, s- someone else who I'm really keen to watch that I've already forgotten. And this is exclusively Netflix you go to for these comedy specials? Uh, yeah, just because Amazon hasn't been pumping out any new yeah. ones. And sometimes I'd be watching on YouTube. For example, I watched Shane Gillis's 2021 special, which is only about 45 minutes live in Austin, which was really good. Yeah. Um, I watched Michael Shea. You may know him from Weekend Update. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He had a new special just at the start of the oh, at the end of last year. Sorry, Shame the Devil. It was good, but there was a lot of pandering, like right. a lot of pandering. Mm. Yeah, move and, on. Uh, yeah, and then I also watched Ronnie Chung's Asian comedian destroys America, and uh, he's got a small part in Shang Chi. He's like, uh-huh. when he fights his sister, he's like her sidekick the flunky the guy that like flips him off when he's getting on the elevator oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. so just a little just, cameo yeah just yeah. so you can maybe put a face to him and his special was really good especially he's got a lot of broken english and all that kind of stuff but that's pretty much me for what's been happening lately again some news there bro yeah yeah all good um yes i've watched a lot because it's still school holidays and there are certain things going on that's kept me home <laughs> I haven't really been out. Um, so I've got a lot up my sleeve. Probably need to see the physio for all the extra couch time. <laughs> Man, I've just with the amount I'm working, my shoulders yeah. are so fucking tense. Yeah. All I want to do is go get a fucking massage. Yep, same. And do we, do we want to talk about why we're not? Yeah, go on. Because we don't want to get close contact to <laughs> fucking have to isolate. Oh, man. Contract COVID-19 because Adelaide's running rampant. Thank you, Premier. Don't even know your name. Steve you, Marshall. You fucking dickwad. <laughs> On that note, <clears throat> yeah, look, that's what it is. Don't, oh, God knows what schools look like. I don't want to think oh, about it. Just before you go, oh, yeah. and uh, Christmas movies I finished watching. Oh, yeah, that's right. Santa Claus, which oh, I actually yes. really liked him. Tim Allen. Good yeah, for yeah. him. Elf, which was only the second time I ever watched yeah, it. Yeah, because I asked you about that. And you're like, I didn't love it the first time. And <laughs> I enjoyed it the second time around just because I allowed myself to just be immersed. Just be silly with it. Yes. Christmas with the Cranks, which was also Tim Allen. And I've you better believe that. Jamie Lee Curtis at 50 plus years old in a bikini, but oh my God. <laughs> and Four Holidays with your mate, Reese Witherspoon and uh, oh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. I did see that back in the day. Yeah. It wasn't too bad from memory. Yeah. It was for yeah, what it was. It was. It was yeah. yeah. It was just a pretty much just your general Christmas movie of they, they learn their lesson at the end kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Cause they're trying to get out of going and visiting family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nice. Well, the first no, thing I'll on my list up. here is um, I'll stop interrupting you. The Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock and uh, Johnny B. How do you say his last name? Berenthal. Yeah. Berenthal. I just call him Johnny Berenthal. Johnny Berenthal. I mean, I watched um, him on the First We Feast Hot Wings interview that he does because he's on there promoting Many Saints of Newark and something else. Mm-hmm. But just the way he talks, he reminds me, I think, of Shia LaBeouf, the way he talks. That's fair enough. I'm like, who is he reminding me of here? It's such a distinct style. But I'd say he's, I don't see what you're saying, but I completely understand with the way they the, punch yeah. their words out. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. I'll have yeah to reassess that. But obviously, Sam, that's a film that's on Netflix. It was in top ten. It's Sandra Sandra Bullock, very stripped back, very, very solid dramatic performance um, about 
leaving prison after 20 years and trying to reimmerse herself in society, which is made very tricky, uh, particularly in the US. So that was just a really, really good drama with solid performances and a great cast, uh, including... Oh, I'm going to have a brain fade. Um, oh, no. Just move on. What's the movie called again? I'll look it up. Unforgivable. It's the chick from... Um, the black actress from How to Get Away with Murder. Viola Davis. Viola Davis. It had a V and I kept saying, Verica Salt. Oh, shit. My first destroying his Lego city over here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll Sorry, move on. Everybody. Then I watched a film called Sound of Metal, which is on oh, Amazon yeah. Prime about the drummer that starts going deaf. And it's pretty full on because it's very immersive. You feel as though you are losing your hearing in a lot of scenes. I do remember. I can't remember if we were talking about we it on were, the podcast. or no, But I know, yeah. It. And you were like, yeah, I need to find a way to watch it. And I was like, it's on Amazon, Jay. <laughs> I know. You're like, I have that. I can access that. And I was glad I had that because if you had a download or something, the I didn't know if the subtitles would work for obviously all the sign for the ASD. So um, it's really good to see that sort of represented in stories as well. Um, we, Matt, Alice and I finished our Harry Potter marathon. So we watched Harry Potter 8, Death, Deathly Hallows Part 2, which was released in 2011, rounded that out. Um, which was in really good time for the reunion, um, which I'll talk about next step. I finished season two of Broadchurch, which is on Amazon, Olivia Coleman, David Tennant, uh, English crime series. I watched a great show called Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, uh, God, that sounds horrible. It's hilarious. It was that one with the SNL character, the oh, character who Mindy. wants to be on SNL yeah, and Mindy show, Kaling right? has... Um, created this show. <clears throat> my bad. That actually does sound like a good Yeah, show. I was explaining to you one of the fa- my favourite characters from it the other week. Um, but yeah, so entertaining. That was on Binge, if you want to access that. Uh, it was a really quick, easy binge. I really got into it. It's like, I'm looking forward to it each day. Speaking of Binge. Yeah. Uh, when's Euphoria coming out again? Uh, uh, what's today? Ninth. Today. <laughs> what are we what doing? What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I'll talk to you off air about Yeah. That. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming the ninth means like tenth for us because the US are behind. But uh, yeah, oh shit, oh my god, Euphoria isn't jump. So that's what it's like one of those shows that you just want more and more of. So we'll talk about that later. Line of Duty Season 4, Excuse you and I finished on Netflix. Last Night in Soho, a film I watched with Anna Taylor... Joy. Anya Taylor Anya Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> and the chick from uh, Jojo Rabbit who played the, the young Jewish girl. Oh, Scully Johansson. <laughs> no. No. Um, but, oh, man, this was a weird crime trippy thing. Yeah. Um, that girl. I didn't really get into, so we'll move on. Um, I finished reading Mythos by Stephen Fry about um, all the stories of the Greek gods. Yep. And I watched... And I messaged you when I was watching this, King of Staten Island, Amazon get, Prime. Didn't get a final uh, oh, evaluation or... I did, loved it. Good, how good is it? <laughs> like, again, there was a, one of the first reviews on IMDb was, this is not a comedy. Like, don't go in thinking it's stand-up and you're going to laugh every five minutes because you can disappoint yourself a little bit when you expect it like that. Um, I just knew the vibe for me just, personally and obviously watching the trailers and stuff. It was, right. if you are going to call it a comedy, it's definitely a dark comedy. Oh, 100%. Which I have plenty of moments where I laugh out loud. But yeah, definitely. The dark part, literally the opening scene is him closing his eyes and ready to die on the freeway. Yes. Like, that that's the movie mm-hmm. you're getting. Yeah, because he's still mourning the know, loss of his dad. Yeah, he doesn't know how to cope with life. He doesn't know how to be a person. Not at all. But one of my favourite things in that movie is, like, the real dark turn when him and his homies are going to rob the pharmacy. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh my and god. Like, yeah, they're that, getting shot at. There's that music, and they're like zooming in on his face, and then. 10 seconds, 20 seconds later, he's like, what's up? Want some fuck? Yeah. Texting. And he's like, what's <laughs> up? Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, Over yeah. and over and over again. Trying to give him that code word to get the, get the heck out. And our girl, Maud Apatow, did a great job in that. Yes, I know. I'm like, oh, here's a little euphoria link as well. Um, and obviously her dad was the director of the film, Judd Apatow. And I actually just really loved, like, it's Marissa Tomei, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, love her. Seeing a lot of her at the moment. Uh, I just love the relationship between Bill Burr and Pete Davidson. Yeah. Like, the love-hate relationship and how it developed into something real and the relationship he has with the Fireys. It was really heartwarming. Yeah, like, that, that he's found his family feels. and you're like, yeah. oh, far out. Like, that's really well done. So, I really enjoyed it and recommend it. Um, I just, just, sorry, I'm going to keep talking yeah. about this, but when he knocks on the door with his son and... yes. He's like, you're, you're, this is what your kid, this is what you allow mm. your kid to do. And then she, while he's talking, she just goes, Scott. <laughs> like she's lived through this so many times. And, and then like if, he's 11, but he's like, yeah, he's, 20s. he's 25 or whatever he, the character is. And then uh, when they're fighting and he throws him in the pool, he's like, he tried to drown me. And it's like, <laughs> you're like eight feet tall. <laughs> I laughed at that too. Yeah. And that's where you are getting your laugh out loud moment. So it has a nice balance. So you're not too deep in like, the depression of that show sometimes. But yeah, and I really enjoyed it because Pete Davidson's sort of everywhere at the moment. And it's like, I keep seeing him and I haven't watched that film yet. I've got time. Let's do it. And so I did. Have you changed your opinion on him now? Uh, <laughs> not 100%, but I'm moving towards that end of the spectrum. He's, just, he's got that big dick energy. So yeah, just let He's got it, the charm. Let him be. I replayed the first half of Horizon Zero Dawn um, and I mentioned that last episode because the sequel is coming out on PS5 next month so then I played the DLC called Frozen Dawn I think or anyway I played the DLC which was another few hours of gameplay which felt good to actually finish all that ahead of the sequel Hawkeye Season 1 as you mentioned on Disney Plus I read a book by Marcus Susak Fighting Reuben Wolf so now I've read all of his novels um, Australian author and I watched Boy did you love the it? The Taco Atiti. I didn't love it, but I liked elements of it. Michael Jackson. I know. Oh, Michael Jackson. This is great. It looks like E.T. when he's like doing the carvings and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some good one-liners, but like, overall. Yeah, the crazy horses. That's my gang, you know? <laughs> if it didn't have the New Zealand accent, would you love it as much? Just the humour in it yeah, as well. Yeah, I guess the yeah. humour is what's the appeal. Like when he says like... Yeah, my dad said he'll like he'll fucking kill you. He's like, then he pulls up, and then the kid's like, "Oh fuck!" and just runs away. <laughs> it had its moments for sure, but I don't know. Could have been my mood, but I liked it. I just didn't love it. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I went into it just expecting a Taika Waititi film, and I got more bang for my buck. Fair enough. And yeah, just yeah. with like <laughs> the realness to it of a you know a father who went mm. away and then comes back and has no relationship with his Absolutely kid. Absolutely not. Driven by money. You know, has nothing, uh-huh. thinks he's a big shot, like, in the crime world, but he's just, you know, a deadbeat. I definitely saw the goat eating the money when he put it in the car, and I'm like, no, <laughs> dude, don't do it. And I just was like, oh, bloody hell, poor thing. But And the brother was, you know, living with the guilt of killing their mum. Yeah, you know, that, the poor little kid. It's like, why'd they put that in there? That was so fucking sad. It's very morbid, for yeah. sure. But, uh, yeah, good performances from the younger um, actors as well, I thought. And a great haircut. I watched my Christmas night movie because we had lunch with Dad's side. Um, I watched Office Christmas Party for the second time because it's my girl, Jennifer Aniston, it's Jason Bateman, it's Kate McKinnon. It's a really great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, your boy, uh, yeah, Parker, no. 
Randall Park. Yeah, that's one. Randall Park yep. um, and a bunch of others. So <clears throat> that was a really fun watch just for a Christmas night, Christmas theme movie. Uh, we'll finish season three of Dickinson, which is Apple TV, which is the series finale. And I finished season two of Hightown, which is a Stan original with Monica Raymond. And it's bloody brilliant. I've recommended it to MJK, actually. I think it's, it'd be up his... It's on my list of shit to watch. Yeah, yeah. And before you fuck off, yeah. um, the Spider-Man DLC for the Marvel's Avengers game mm, mm. finally dropped just a little bit before Christmas. Played it? I did like oh. the, this is how you do Spider-Man's moves. And then I was just like, Oh, the training. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's all I need. And I'm never playing that game again. <laughs> Why? It's dumb. It's Stupidly uh, okay. repetitive, but not in a fun way. And especially when you've played the other Spider-Man, which is so so good, uh-huh. so so quality. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't even have a face. He's just always in the Spider-Man outfit. Oh, there's so no like Peter Parker element even to really him. Really giving him a story. It's just go play these levels as Spider-Man with the cool Spider-Man moves. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, kids. That game could have been so good. Yeah, no, it was. It's got so, Miss so. Marvel, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, Thor, like all the Black the, Panther, the bitching ones. Fucking, I loved playing. As Black Widow because she's just gatting everybody. Like, yeah. blah, 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 you know? blah. <laughs> it, it's heckin' good. Like, it should have been heckin' good. Yeah. But it was just bad. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So it's come to that part of the episode where we're going to look back at 2021, at TV and film in particular, with a little bit of time for games probably as well, Um, just because I've got one of note there. But we might start with film because it's interesting flicking back through the pages and looking at all the films I've watched over the last year and spoken about on the podcast and gone, what would I put on a, say, a top five or top ten list for the year looking back especially now that we're in 2022 and it's quite tricky because obviously releases have been delayed or they've only been streamed or things that have gone to streaming only are you can sort of feel the different quality of it like this wouldn't have made it in the cinema Uh and a lot of the stuff i was writing down was action films and i'm like i need to go watch some dramas and things of substance um but yeah i might start with film because that's a shorter list for me personally um but yeah, so we'll just spitball, go back and forth. What's on your list, sort of thing? Are we going honorable mentions, or are we just going? No, you can definitely have honorable mentions. But just like sporadically. Yeah, sporadically. Right. I'm just gonna put it out there first. Ooh. Free guy. Oh yeah, yeah. A, it was I thought a about it. Very decent movie, mm. but your boy's now a Jodie Comer fan. Mm. She's got a lovely face, beautiful accent. She's got the heavies, you know. She's so. got the heavies. <laughs> it just reminded me of another film actually that I'm gonna put on there. Right on. Oh, mate. And let's let's do like tennis, man. That's what I'm thinking. Go. If somebody's watching this, they'll be going back and forth, left to right, right to left. Speaking of Jodie Comer then, we'll try and find ways to segue it. That won't happen, but it does on this occasion. Um, she was in a film called The Last Jewel, which was something I downloaded, and then they put it on Disney+. Plus. I was like, oh my God, it's, it was just in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. And they put it in Disney+, Plus so quickly. And that's a Ridley Scott film with her, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon. I'm like, what a cast. Like, that appealed to me straight away when I saw the... Um, the trailer months back i went look i'm gonna have to watch this and she i she could get an oscar nomination for that um 
for that role. I think all the acting was great. It's sort of set it's set in the 14th century, so it's period piece, and it jumps um, through three perspectives. And the first one's Matt Damon's, then it's Adam Driver's, and then it's Jodie Comer's characters. And it's based on true story of a woman who was assaulted by a man and then it's basically do people believe her or not and Matt Damon is her husband at the time. She has the affair with Adam Driver's character. I forget all their names at this point. And Matt Damon's like, this has been done. They don't want to take it to court because they'll lose because he doesn't have money. So he's like, we'll take it to a duel. I have never, for a fight scene, which is right at the end, it's like, what do you call it when they're on the horse? Jousting. Mm. So that bit's not that exciting. Then you forget, once they're off the horses, it's fisticuffs and uh, swords and everything else. I've never watched a fight where so much has been at stake and you're going, because if Matt Damon loses, she's found guilty. This, <laughs> the system there, the justice system, years and years ago in the med- in medieval Europe was so ridiculous. Also, she's a woman, so like her opinion doesn't matter at this point yeah, in yeah, time. Yeah, 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 I'm correct. Saying. And I'm like, so if she doesn't, um, if he doesn't win, she's guilty and she gets basically burnt at the stake and they're like, it'll take 20 minutes for you to burn and actually die. And you're going, I don't want this lady going through that because we know as the audience it actually does happen and she's telling the truth. And so no, <laughs> there was so much at stake in that fight and I'm like, this guy's going to lose because it's that time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, please do not depress me by the end of this. Fortunately, it had a better outcome than what my heart was telling me was going to happen. But I just thought that the performances were great. It was nice to be immersed in a very different world and to see the heroine sort of come out of it victorious in a way, even though she had such a scandalous path to get to that point. So The Last Jewel, Disney Plus, Jodie Comer, chef's kiss. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. All right, now the smooth segue to that. <laughs> is, I'm going to have to think now. Shit. Is, oh, this, this one's a, an obvious one. Well, you could say any of those actors <clears throat> and stuff together. Because Matt Damon was doing that because he had the wrath of man. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to bring up the beautiful Guy Ritchie movie, mm. Wrath of Man. More darker than most of his shit, but still jumps around like a great Guy Ritchie story. And uh, like I said, when I watched it on this podcast, Josh Hartnett, Josh Hartnett, yo, Josh Hartnett. the return, the reprisal. And he wasn't the main character or anything, or lead, I should say. We had the good old Jason Statham. Nice little heist revenge movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of of dead. (laughs) (laughs) Plural. And Scotty Eastwood, probably one of my favorite. uh, Mm, I like him. Favorite roles I've seen him in. Look, that would be an honorable mention for me. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Got right into it. I wasn't expecting much because Statham mm. movies are usually well, just very silly, where this one was... This is to be taken seriously. A very nice change of tone for him and Guy Ritchie, I thought. So, mm. And it was just great, again, to see Josh Hartnett back. Oh, 100%. That guy went disappeared for ages. Um, well, is there a segue there to anything? Okay, well, something that was quite dark in a way, I guess. I did put Unforgivable on my list with Sandra Bullock, which I mentioned earlier and recently watched. It was a late 2021 release. But I'm a huge Sandy B fan. She does drama and comedy really well. This one she goes really quite dark for and has a really good sort of twist at the end, which I hadn't predicted. And it's I haven't just seen brutal. It, did she go away because she took the rap for someone else? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, when everyone says there's a twist, I'm like, that's yeah, the Yeah, that'll be what it is. Yeah. And you're like, far out. to see what she's going through and know <clears throat> she's chosen to go through that to protect her little sister. And that's where it's like, oh, my God, the poor girl. And 
I I loved Johnny B in this. I was like, oh my god, I want to marry him. <laughs> he's a he's a beautiful man. Yeah, because he sort of looks. He takes a liking to her, and um, yeah, they have a an interesting relationship. But I just think based on performances, um, Viola Davis. I've remembered your name. Sorry, VD. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, that was quite a darker one. It was one of those dramas I wanted to watch after all these superhero films. Speaking of superhero films. This would be the next few, I think. Got to give it up for Aquafina in the cast of Shang-Chi. Oh, brilliant. Love her. Um, I don't know what I was expecting of this movie, but I I enjoyed it immensely. Mm. And I think it's one of the best introductions for a character into Mm. the Marvel MCU. Yeah, 100%. Except for the final fight scene. Could have done without it. Yeah, where it gets a bit fantastical. You're like, oh, I don't need the dragons. I just need... I was okay with the dragons. It okay. just dragged the fuck on. Oh, uh, yeah. What was that? About two and a half, probably, for that film? Hours uh, long? No, I don't think it was that long. Maybe a bit shy of that. Or oh, you love... What was your boy? What's your boy's name? He was the comedic relief in that. Ronnie Chung. Yeah, and? I already said The Caucasian guy. With the long hair and he's an actor. He's an actor and he's in Iron Man 3. Oh, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben Sorry. Kingsley. Sorry. Yeah, Ben yeah. Kingsley. I blanked on his name, but I knew we would get there. And let's not forget Simi Lou, Mr. Shang Chi. Yeah, himself. Yeah, it's about two hours fifteen. I'm just okay. looking it up. Aquafina was definitely the comedic relief. I've been watching her for a little while now, so it's great to see her in a blockbuster, get her name out there even more. And as we said, with Asian rep- representation, with the MCU doing a lot more diverse characters now, like with the Eternals. And Shung Chi and obviously Black Panther originally. Um, that's been good to see. Just throwing it out there. Mm. Aquafina is really short. <laughs> Do you have a, a height measurement? Shorter than my mother, to be oh, true. Let's ask Siri on, on, on live air. Ready? Let's do it. How tall is Aquafina? Right, she's loading up. Five foot one. Oh, okay. She's Not tiny, tiny, but small. Someone must have been wearing heels. <laughs> she was on a block the whole time. I think she's lying. I reckon she's probably 4'11". <laughs> she lied on her resume. But no, very good film, like you said, the representation. And it's just good when Marvel movies are good. I know, right? You yeah, because like, Eternals wasn't. You haven't seen that yet, have you? No. Doesn't even get an honourable mention for me. Not Which even, is a shame. Not even for Selma Hayek. Oh, Selma Hayek and Penelope Cruz at the moment, they keep popping up on YouTube and I just keep watching their stuff and I'm like, I'm in love with them. love their accents? And yeah, their, and their, their best friends. And I keep forgetting they're their best friends. Yeah, Selma picked Penelope up from the airport when she first moved to America and was like, you're not staying in a hotel, you stay in my house. <laughs> You'll stay in my <laughs> house, I cook for you. I love it. I cook for you. Edward Norton, he sleep on the couch. We, we have, you know, slumber party. <laughs> have you finished with Shang-Chi? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Spin it back over here. We'll remain in the Marvel Universe. It'd be remiss if Jade Ambler didn't mention Black Widow, because I really did love that and honoured Natasha Romanoff, played by Scar Jo, one last time. Definitely have to put that out there with a the nice highlight of Yelena, okay, Florence Pugh, who's popped up in Hawkeye and definitely is going forward. We were very excited about it. MCU's new Black Widow. Yes. Yeah, 100%. I love my girl Flo Flo. Oh, so good. And she's done a fantastic job in that. Do you know who she dates in real life? Yep. Zachary. Yep. Braff. Braff. Mm-hmm. Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. From Scrubs fame. She, much older than her. She actually. could do much better with, <laughs> with an older man. I got about 10 years on her. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Well, not that I'd be better, but I reckon I got a, you know, a 
more pleasant face. Look, I was just really impressed with Black Widow, especially after Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> that was a big flop. Big f- belly flop in a pizza. Oh, yeah, came out this yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I can't oh, even give God. it an honourable mention. Just to see the female heroine film actually be really, re- really well done. Honourable mention to um, Steve Trevor's bumbag in that film. Moving back to Black Widow. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Loved how it filled the frame between... Um, what was it? Civil War and Infinity War, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and just getting more of, of Black Widow now that obviously she passed away in Endgame. So it's our last little dash of ScarJo, but setting up all this other stuff with uh, Yelena, which is really, really exciting. So definitely a mention for me. I, I've loved Black Widow and Wonder Woman forever. And, and like, I thought it would be hard to go, oh, what film's going to be better? But it was actually very easy, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I got to agree with you, Black Widow. I, I, it still mm. breaks my heart the rating it's got on IMDb because we don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes. They can fuck off. Mm-hmm, Stupid mm-hmm. name. But yeah, because people. Just the placement of it. It's just. It's mm. like some episode. This is just going to sound stupid, but some episodes of The Sopranos, like when you're in the thick of it mm. and you have an episode that focuses on something else and you're like, can we just move the story along? Yeah. Like, and then you kind of end up resenting that episode. But if you watch it as a standalone episode, mm. it's fantastic. Right, yeah. And it does cover some stuff, but just not in the direction where the most of the story Yeah, true. Going. And that's what I felt like Black Widow was. But mm. I watched it just isolated in the sense that knowing what it is. Mm. And yeah, we already know, like, it's just, it's a, like a flashback piece. Mm. Yeah, she's by herself. She's always survived by herself. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, finds her family. Mm-hmm. It was just great seeing her up there. It, it is, and Marvel just again really, really clever with that, Bring with in feeding Weisen. into. I so know, so good, great cast, and just being able to link it at, between all the things that like Marvel just clearly have shit mapped out. So, and speaking of great movies that represent women, mm-hmm. Many Saints of Newark is not one of those. <laughs> I just got. I was put, like, is it? Is it? No, I no, it's not. Put that on the shit list. Set in the nineties, is it? Yeah, uh, 60s and 70s. Oh, 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, it bridges a decade of like the mid-60s to the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Set in New Jersey. The uh, the formative years of one Anthony Tony Soprano. And that's all I really need to say about it. It was kind of a colossal disappointment for me. And, yeah, that's uh, not good. It seemed to have no storyline. I feel like it would have... W- I've probably said this already, but I feel like it just would have worked better as a TV series. Or That's right, yeah. Just a limited series where they yeah, could yeah, spend a bit series, of time like with eight it. eight episodes yeah. or something because it just <clears> felt like everything where it felt like it was going, it got no closure. And basically you're waiting the whole movie to see who pops Dickie Moltisanti and it's just, yeah. Right. It's uh, like a in, long time to be waiting for one answer. Incredibly underwhelming. No, that's not good. Oh. Well, speaking of not underwhelming... <laughs> <laughs> What? These are the best segues, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just totally forced, totally forced. Blew my fucking uh, oh. raspberry lemonade v guarana oh energy God. drink everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of not underwhelming, <laughs> there was no other segue otherwise. Um, the Suicide Squad. We've yeah. both seen it. Both loved it. From, I got that for Christmas from Santa. On Blu-ray. So did I, I got it on 4K from, what, well, for my brother, but for Christmas. So nice. that's the thematic uh, link that it has there. I'm Santa in this equation. I bought myself a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you wrapped your PS5, so you're looking, really looking after yourself. Yeah. 
But Suicide Squad was directed by James Gunn of Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy fame. And from start to finish, it had you hooked. It was hilarious. It was overly violent. <laughs> like the new character, the characters were just so random. But then you end up liking all of them in one way or another. And the nice little plot twist of going, ah, you thought we we're going to be following this Suicide Squad, but sake, you're actually following this Suicide Squad. And there's some really great stuff with um, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn again. Um, and yeah, as I said, introduction to these new characters, including Peacemaker, who's got his own series, which I think has just begun. HBO Max. It's about to begin. So that'll be on binge very soon. Just had fun with it. Laughed out loud. Loved the action. Was weirded out by some of these characters, like a rat girl and a guy with polka dots. Like They're so random. But rat catcher and polka dots. Yeah, you kind of just... Sorry, rat catcher 2. Rat catcher 2. You couldn't even get the original. <laughs> 2.0. Um, oh, man. And oh, they just go... When they go through and fucking blast that whole campsite and then they it realize... It turns out it's... that they were the resistance. <laughs> they were the good guys. And you're like, oh, that was bad. And, you know, Peacemaker and... Uh, who's Idris Elba's character? Bloodsport. Bloodsport are kind of really quite competitive. They're measuring dicks, essentially. Yeah, yeah, dick energy is being measured there for sure. And so you have a lot of fun with it. And it's just it just shat all over the previous Suicide Squad, which was hit and miss for some people. Oh, it was just so cheese. It yeah. took itself too seriously. And this was perfectly represented perfectly representing itself and what it was. It was effortlessly cool. Yeah. Yeah, where the first one was trying to be cool. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, boom. Segway? No, what you got? Well any other films? Sticking uh, to John Cena, no. Superheroes. Ah. Of course. The latest movie to feature Joe Jana Jameson. No way home, Spider Man. <laughs> yes, that is on my list. I'll let you take it no, uh, this is no, my, no, I've this spoken is about me. it enough. First of all, Doctor Strange is a bitch. <laughs> and he kept trying to handball it, saying, Peter, this is your problem. You're the little motherfucker who was like, oh, I'm the chosen one now, but I blipped for five years and I'm Sorcerer Supreme. But he couldn't even do a simple little spell. And also, how gun-ho was he? He's like, yeah, okay, Peter, I'm doing it for you now. He's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm a child and yeah, indecisive. True, yeah. Help I me still out a want my aunt, my, my girlfriend, who's cool because she's played by Zendaya. Right. And my buddy Ned, who's probably going to be the next Doctor Strange. And yeah, definitely. It? Oh, I'm probably happy, Hogan. Why not happy? That yeah, works. probably happy. I want all them to know who I am. And he's like, oh, Peter, I'm not a doctor. I'm a sorcerer. I don't know what the fuck he was trying to <laughs> Me say. Neither. And then, then he's like, Ngh. and then they blip in the time thing. And then it's cool to see Doc Ock. And also, they lent a lot of nostalgia. I'm sounding like I'm ragging on this, but I actually really enjoyed that fucking movie. I loved it. Like I said, it bummed me out a lot, though. Yeah, so I cried four times. Like, literal actual tears there in the cinema. I really enjoyed the redemption for that punchable face, Andrew Garfield, when he saved MJ. Yeah, I oh that was my, good. how brutal was that? You're like, oh, God, the poor guy. And just flashing back to that amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And I also think uh, a certain somebody needs to be nominated for an Oscar. A certain somebody? You don't even think Willem Dafoe's worthy? Oh, for that role? Did you see what he did? Oh, he was amazing, yeah. Yeah. Will, Will, yeah, he's... There's a movie out called Nightmare Alley that I'm edging to see. Um, <laughs> but he... And he's in it. But I didn't know his name was Wilhelm. I thought it was William. Sorry, just you just said edging and I just... 
thought it was something oh. sexual. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I wasn't edging. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah. yeah. No, he was great. And I'm like, of all the people to turn, I was like, oh, he's on his side. Yeah. Psych. 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 No, we've talked about it a lot, but it, it really tugged at the heartstrings. You got your MCU banter and laughter as per usual. But it's just a brutal ending. He's, he's fucking in his apartment alone, no one knowing who he is or that he's a hero. And his Aunt May's just passed. You're like, great. He's literally and figuratively oh, alone. No. So that was kind of a depressing and, end. And it's unknown. Is he going to be Spider-Man? Are there other Spider-Man films? It's very rare to go outside the trilogy with the same guy. Well, they've got Thor coming up. Yep. Fourth one, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Same guy. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's about one. And Iron Man's about the only other one. Then you've no, got no, some... Iron Man was only three films, but he was in like eight oh, movies. Oh, God, in a lot. Kind of like Black Widow as well, Captain America. But yeah, so that'll yeah, well, be Yeah, well, Captain America, I think, because he had cameos in Homecoming, uh, Dark World, like literally yeah. just, he was there for like seconds. Then his three films that he had. Three films plus all Avengers. four Avengers movies. Yeah, that's a lot. And then he popped up in something else. You can understand why they want to step back after a time and actually do other work. Mm. Other movies. Yeah, it worked for uh, Robert Downey Jr. Dr. Doolittle ruled. <laughs> Maybe not a prime example. I'm glad she laughed because she knew that would Yeah, joke. I know, right? We, we, we like to have fun here, man. The last thing, and I didn't know whether it would be honourable mention, but yeah, fuck it. It's on my list. Let's hear it. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard because I had oh, yeah. so much fun with I'd it. I'd put that on my honourable mentions. Uh-huh. Also because Morgan Freeman's is that it. <laughs> but that again, ass? it just had me gripped a lot more than the first one, I guess, because the world's already established and you're thrown straight into the action and, and it's Selma 10 Hayek's times there. more funny and Salma Hayek is there and there's potentially ideas for a third film to round out a trilogy. Which would naturally be called the Hitman's mm. Wife's daughter's bodyguard yes or yeah because she's pregnant by the end of it but i just remember having a lot of laughs out loud and sometimes that's exactly what you want or need and it was just a good time with that fun fun cast ryan reynolds as well um i like when he's the straight guy more so yes like not not, not that i dislike when he's you know ryan reynolds no, but we funny just have man. a lot of examples of that don't we? yeah yeah, yeah. so like red notice, red notice. which wasn't oh, there you go there's an it's an honorable uh, mention no, maybe just it's just a mention the, my favorite character in that was the um, the agent that was chasing him because she's pretty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she pretty. Um, and I like her accent. What was I saying? Yeah, yeah. The like red notice, free guy to an extent, but he still has more moments. Mm. But yeah, go Ryan Reynolds, you the man. Also, so Samuel L. Jackson and Selma Hayek, you the man. Speaking of demands, let's go to TV. That's not a segue, but I'm just switching it up here. I'm just gonna. That's all of my films I had. Did you have any nope, other? No, that's that's cool. I've cool. Let's round it out for film also, unless there's something I'm forgetting. <laughs> which, like sorry, not which sorry. I probably am. Uh, I've only got a couple of TV, and you all might right. be able to help me out. Uh, but I'll start with animation just so we yep. can get away from that. New season of Rick and Morty. Just getting an honorable mention. Okay. That's it. That's all I'll say on it. Still <laughs> still has its charm, but it's kind of some Netflix. of its... Yes. Comes out episodically, weekly, I mean. And I just went on binge just before Euphor- Euphoria is not up yet because it might be later, but I'm thinking the ninth is American time, so it will be tomorrow for us. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss that later. I have to mention Motherland Fort Salem, my witch show. It just... Oh, 
all there are some shows where i just want to watch every episode i want more uh, like there's not a lot of them i should say and this is one of them where i'm like sign me up because it's like not campy comedic light-hearted you know like charmed is very camp and it's very lovey-dovey from what i saw of it it looked kind of camp but maybe it's mm. just low budget probably but it's just it's not because it's darker and it's violent and it's it still and, can be because there's magic and stuff. Oh, so they'll so be like, Excelsior. But that's what you're saying. There's none of that. No, no, no. It's not over the top. So I just really like it. Um, so, yeah. Are we doing the tennis thing still? Or are we going yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Motherland Fort Salem. Don't know where you access it, but I'm just on the interwebs. Yeah. Jade, Jade's a, a pirate. Pirate life dog. I are you, me matey. They, they call her Hefe. <laughs> Save it for you, bitch. Um <laughs> uh, I just want to throw it out there. The fifth and final season of F is for Familia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bill Burr's Another animation. Beautiful Netflix original series. This is kicking right off after season four. And he's a voice as well. No, he's, he's not the, just a creator. He's the creator, writer, and lead character, cool. Frank Murphy. And he also does other With characters. With his full Boston accent? Uh, or not really? Well... So if, if I was to do an impression of Frank, it would go something like this. If you kids don't shut the fuck up, I'll put your head through that fucking wall. <laughs> What's it rated, MA? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of. I'm into the MA animations like Harley Quinn. So. Yeah, yeah, like they're, they're the only ones I mm. enjoy. Well, they're not all MA, but the ones that just push the envelope. And More for adults. Yeah. Like uh, Le Chikorucho. <laughs> Cockfight. Yeah. <laughs> 801, check it out. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's back to I me. Say? No, 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 I was still oh, talking. Fuck. But yeah, he's, uh, Frank Murphy is dealing with the, the loss of his father, who he only oh, yeah. just connected with. Mm. They're four kids. Still, his job's whooping his ass at the airport. He's just trying to be there for his family while also having no way to handle his aggression and anger and uh, all this kind okay. of shit. Great fucking animated series. And every character has had so much growth and depth in that show that... It's it's it, they created a world like as in like with the Simpsons where if there's an Apu episode mm. you're like this is dope like yeah. I love this shit or a yeah. Mo episode that's what they did with this Setting show up as the well. world yeah like the, the kids friends the, the the mother's friends the family the neighbors all that kind of shit so more than honorable mention mm. probably my well, my favorite TV animation really mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna <laughs> it's table tennis now High Town season two was better somehow than season one it's on stan monica raymond set in massachusetts somewhere along the coastline there so the great accents within it um some great characters very edgy not edging was it the coastline or the river uh coastline okay um it man just season two had a lot more twists and turns i think and there was some episodes like, oh, shit. And also the likable thing about it is Monica Raymond's character is just a mess. She is very three-dimensional, um, not the poster girl in any Love way. It. Yeah. Love it. So she's what, like, she's a drug user? She's an addict. And all of her storylines, like, she's so obsessed oh, with so many town, things. Oh, high Well, this town, town is very like a party town in season one. You get more of the party town vibe because that's what she's experiencing. But this, she has a bit more of a love interest in it. So she settles down, but she gets addicted to that. And it's just so extreme. And she fucks up all the time. (laughs) You're like, what have you done now? But, oh, it has some really sweet moments with her relationship with a father figure. Um, Which is played um, by, that's right, Jimmy Smith. It is, actually. 
No, Fuck. Not. Oh, Jesus Christ. I forget his name. You did it me name. right now. <laughs> um, and very complex characters and very thrilling with, you know, she's in uh, the police force. So she's trying to track down where all of these um, drug dealings are going down. So it's a very much a high town drug world. Um, so what you're saying is, is she's just a typical cop. She's a typical cop. She's got her own addiction and she's trying to take down the bad guy because the the bad is guys in the this dad? are really good. Figure? I'm just That's the father figure, yeah, with the baldish hair. He's lovely. Mike Pnowowski. Mm-hmm. Fucking Polacks. <laughs> they ruined this town. They ruined it. But yeah, season two, bloody loved it and looked forward to it every Sunday night. And it's season one or two are there on Stan if you want to check it out. So she was in Chicago Fire, huh? Yeah, that's what, and um, she was in Lie to Me, which is where I saw her first with the guy from Pulp Fiction. I forget his name. Um, so I saw her in Lie to Me, then Chicago Fire, and then she Tim left Roth. Chicago Fire. Yeah, Tim Roth to do this. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow her through. And I'm glad I did. Um, I kind of want to... I did back, back save, to you. Save it to the end. Mm. But I might as well bring it up now. So <laughs> Beacon of Hightown. That's right. New York City at Christmas time. Everybody's high. On that powder, that cow cat, that snow. I'm talking about Hawkeye. <laughs> yes, that's also on my list. It was a very good MCU TV show. Is it Haley Steinfeld? Yes. Okay. I kept saying Amy Steinfeld for some reason, but then I had to correct myself. Um, she was fucking brilliant as Kate Bishop. I loved the story. I liked that her favorite Avenger was Hawkeye. Cause yeah. Why wouldn't it be? She's a she's a lovely little archer. I like that the show reintroduced the kingpin. Every episode so cool. was uniquely different, but also just the same in the sense that like you didn't feel like you were watching something else. It was just a very fun thing, and I just little things like well, it's not a little thing; it's a huge thing in this in the show. But like Hawkeye going deaf, or you know, dealing with that, and I loved the the, the, mm. the deaf amputee chick and with her aggressive signing like. She's getting her own show. Really? Echo. Yeah, it's, it was announced ages ago. So this was a nice little introduction to who she is um, before that series happens. So it's going to be our first Native American deaf superhero. Also amputee. And amputee, yeah, mm. yeah. Lots going on with her. Very complex I character. I was reading about her, yeah. like the real person. She, oh, yeah. Her She's first, actually deaf, right? Yep. Yeah. And really an amputee. Fuck, no way. Her first acting role before that was apparently a school play or something. <laughs> no way. And now you're in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Damn, props to her, man. Yeah. I don't know the actress's name, but... I forget, but I did look it up. And I really liked like her wingman guy as well. Mm-hmm. He reminded me of um, Big Evil from End of Watch. Just like... Yeah, okay. Just, yeah, just yeah, the look yeah, of yeah, him, yeah. but he's, he's like Irish or something. So yes. I don't know how that works. It was good to have Kingpin, like you said, to sort of cross over with those Netflix Marvel... F- TV shows the that didn't have the same The only thing I pajazz. didn't like about him was how casually he was dressed. Oh, really? He had the suit, but with a Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, firstly, oh, it's okay. winter. Also, you're a dapper dresser, dude. But also, there's got to be some link to that being, you know, it's MCU. They don't do anything by mistake or also, half-hearted. And then, of course, Daredevil is now in, you know. Yeah, that's the only thing when I look back on the previous ep that I didn't mention in my review of Spider-Man is that... You said Matt Murdock, didn't you? I don't think so. Okay, well, I can't remember. Yeah, I, d- I didn't mention him, that he is in there at the start as a, a representative for the superheroes, as but, he is in the comics, but yeah. And naturally, you didn't see Kingpin get shot, so he's definitely not dead. Yeah, I know. Like, it's weird to bring him back for, say, one episode, really. Yeah, like a really shitty phone picture, and then yeah, a, yeah, an yeah, episode yeah, yeah. where he has a great fight scene where 
for some reason, people on the internet are getting upset because he's got super strength. He's like, I literally threw Daredevil around a room and everyone thought it was great in Daredevil yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, that was me. I've got so many more. How many have you got? Yeah. yeah. Well, keep going, girl. Fucking yeah. Why not up? My obsession. Uh, you hate that show, I thought now. I oh, hate it. Loathe it. I had its fourth and final season. They didn't know what's going to happen in season five. There's been no word, so I don't think it's actually happening, which is sad. Um, is that but it had its final season. Pandemic times? Or? I think that doesn't help. It was budgeting yeah. too. They got renewed for seasons four and five, and then all of a sudden IDM or whoever, IDW, sorry, one of them pulled the pin. It's like, but you just greenlit everything and then it just got messy. So it took a while for it to get the last half of season four done or even get season four. But they did and they did it well. They serviced the fans so significantly and so well that it was just a really, really good time. And that's available on Stam if you want to check it out. And <laughs> back at you. Wentworth had its ninth and final season. That's all now available on Binge, Australian prison drama based on the 70s drama called Prisoners. I've talked about it before. Stellar, stellar acting and storytelling. Don't usually get into Australian shows, but, and, you know, originally it was like, oh, it's just another Orange is the New Black. Actually, this is an original idea because it's based on Prisoners. So it just takes the lead and supersedes anything that Orange is the New Black ever did, really, in my opinion. Um, and so it wasn't a huge epic finale because they're in prison. Like, what else can you do? They can't all just be let free. <laughs> let, you know, yep, you're all in parole now. Off you go. So it's still like, yeah, a bunch of them are still in prison. But, man, if you look back at that show over the years, it was just top quality, high quality. I mean, far out. I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Got to bring up Loki. Yes, yeah. Honourable mention or... Honourable mention. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, uh, but this is like the reverse of what I was saying about Mini Saints of Newark. I feel like this could have just been a movie. Why not? Mm. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Just getting Loki's story of what happened to him during the end game and then setting up the multiverse. Mm. Yeah. Why not? Very, very nice honourable mention. I liked it. Yeah, you know, him conversing with the other Lokis and stuff was yeah. fun. <laughs> And Owen Wilson was yeah, a very was pleasant surprise with his with his sleazy mustache mm-hmm. and um, his pawn stash. His pawn stash and good old the variant Sylvie mm. wasn't a big fan of her, but no. you know she had her place. She had a she had her role. Hold up. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Hey, atypical had its fourth and final season. This just doesn't shut. The oh, up. Netflix! I love that show. This. My, my, my main man, Sam, <laughs> who's um, on the autism spectrum and narrates the whole story. We see it come full circle because they knew it was their final season so they can and this is give it service. Jennifer Jason yeah. Lee and uh, Michael Rappaport. That's it. That's it. And it's just, this show's got a lot of heart, a lot of humor, and I really like the insight to someone living with autism because it's from his perspective. So you really do get a better understanding of how it affects him, how it affects the family. And as you said, it's got really great cast around it. Really, really enjoyed it. And it was the fourth final season. So checked it out. Netflix, if you want to watch. For real, have you watched Love on the Spectrum season two yet? No. But you did like the first season of that, right? I haven't watched it. Oh. I know of it. I know ah, of it. Yeah. I thought you talked about it on the show. No, no, not at all. Maybe I've mentioned it as a link to that show, but yeah. Mabes. Anyway. anyway. And that's me. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I forgot. See, I forgot about Eighth that. Eighth and final season. Let me talk about it. Love that idea. <laughs> oh, you bitch. That's no, no, all we're no, talking about it? No, no, no. Um, 
eight episodes, right? Ten episodes? Ten episodes. Ten, yes. Bummed me out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, because you know that uh, it's not not up anymore. It just, But I liked that they definitely gave the show closure, except it makes no sense to me that Jake's no longer a cop. Yeah, you didn't love that idea of him giving up his career to be the stay-at-home dad. No, I'm okay with him being a stay-at-home dad, but he, like, giving he up loved career, being yeah. a cop. He man. really does. He really did. Because I'm re-watching it at the moment. I'm up to season three. And so I'm seeing that that passion, that essence that, that you're talking about. Um, so, yeah. It is, like you said, a bit uh, bittersweet because it's like, oh, I'm not getting any new eps of this and I love mm. these characters. <laughs> you're sending it back to me? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to mention the Friends reunion. Ugh. Binge. James Corden. Look, don't let James Corden affect your judgment of this. This is a long time in the making, 20 <laughs> years pussy. later. Got all six of them together for the first time in 20-odd years to reflect back on what the show was. It was the reunion I wanted in the sense that it wasn't like Will and Grace and they were going to do new series of it looking old um, or a movie would have been weird. I don't need to see them in their 50s. I want to see them as the actors in their 50s talking about their time on the show and the way they pieced it all together and it wasn't just an interview. It was snapping back and forth to their them revisiting the set and them reacting to bloopers, them... Um, reciting some of the lines at a round table other actors and fans respond how they responded to it so yeah it just had all the right elements it was great great to see them all together again and a long time in the making so i'm seriously done with okay. tv oh, fuck. wandavision gets a shout out good show great show definitely an honorable mention for me disney plus Scarlet Witch setting everything up for her to appear in uh, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness sequel. This one is goes to the top of the list. Mayor of East Town with Kate Winslet also on binge. Ten, a nine episode drama. Woo! It had that high town vibe. It's dark and twisty drama where it's like just very regular people going through very extreme things. Um, Kate Winslet. They racked up at the the Emmy Awards, got so many nominations and award wins for acting. Um, and yeah, it's Kate Winslet as a cop trying to solve a couple of crimes going on in her town, East Town. And again, it was just really, really, really well done. I don't know if they'll do another season, but I'd be keen to watch it if they did. Um, and then I'll have to do it as an honourable mention because it's got oh, two honourable mentions left because they haven't finished yet. <clears throat> Dexter has the season finale. Dexter New Blood season finale airs tonight in which we're speaking. But I've absolutely loved that throughout. And the Paramount Plus series with Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci and a young cast playing them in 1996 called Yellow Jackets. Wasn't expecting love it. Watched the first ebb and went, okay, I'm hooked. It's one of those shows I'm going to keep watching and watching and try to be conscientious of the fact that I'm going to be watching all eight eps in a couple of hours if I'm not careful. I want to space it out. So that's got two episodes left again. They're coming out on Sunday nights, but that has been awesome show, Yellow Jackets. So you I wanted to give them a shout out. Just reminded me. Yeah. South Park Paramount Plus is a pan, post-pandemic yeah. special. Yeah. Very good. That's all I'll say. It's the boys growing up. Enjoyed mm-hmm. the shit out of it. And also it's 40 years later and they're only just getting out of the pandemic. <laughs> Oh, no. I was thinking about the Black Death, and the Black Death lasted for six years, 46 to 52. Uh (laughs) Year three. (laughs) We're halfway. And uh, is that you done? I just had one game I wanted to share. Well, I'll... I'll, To you then, and then you can... 
All right. To me, and then we can move on. Uh, Ghost of Shoshima. Toshima. Toshima. I've mentioned it on the uh, the podcast before when I played it and finished it. PS5. I was playing it on PS4, finished it on PS5 because it was at the time that I upgraded the console. Bloody brilliant game. And going and playing other games since that, like Far Cry 6 and other things, you're like, man, this was just far superior because smooth gameplay, uh, beautiful cinematography, great storylines. And there's ghosts. And there's of ghosts. Toshima. Just simple things of like riding the horse seems simple and smooth. Where you get to Far Cry 6 and you get on a horse and it's so chunky and clunky and it's taking up half the frame. Like, this game came out and on another gen, uh, like a next gen console and it's just so shit. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, if you haven't played it, that and the DLC were excellent. Right on. And finally, just going to give my favorite comedy special a shout out for you. Yes. Theo Vaughn's Regular People. Absolutely fantastic special. I've spoken about Theo before. Dude's a vibe. He's a whole mood. He's great. Netflix. 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 And you'll be able to find him because he's got the uh, the sexually ambiguous haircut. <laughs> he, got, he got the mullet. Ah, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's all I Short had for. Short in the front, party in the back. Mm-hmm. You know it. Liquor in the front, poker in the air. That's something else. Never mind. Oh, so you that's got my... Jesus in your back pocket right there. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Um, so that's my film, my TV, my video games, um, as mentioned. Cool. Anything and, else from you? Uh, Every Time I Die's latest yes. record, Radical, Radical, was very enjoyable. I think I mentioned it in either episode. You mentioned that you just listened to it and said, if you like this style, check it out. Yeah, Dirty Southern Rock is beautiful. Mwah, love it. Well, you know what? That's uh, that's us. That's our 2021 year in review, and we'll be back. I mean, it already is 2022, <laughs> but we'll be back in 2022 for some talk about some stuff from 2022. That's me and Jay signing out. Kip Crew represent. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. All one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night.